Hi, this is Mike Morris. Welcome to another episode of Open Mic. Today we have Andy Meisner, the Oakland County Treasurer. He's talking all things coronavirus. And if you're a property owner or business owner, you're not going to want to miss this episode to see some new programs and systems that he's putting into place to protect you. And we talk about lots of other things. So you're not going to want to miss this episode. Joining us this morning is Mike Morris and Corey's Top Dirty. Mike Morris. Mike Morris is in here to tell us about the backpack giveaway. Things up a little bit every year. Hi, I'm Mike Morris with Open Mike. Today's guest is Andy Meisner. He is Oakland County Treasurer, and he has been since 2008. Before that, he was a Michigan State House representative from 2002. He was reelected in 2004 and 2006, and that's when he went to the treasurer. Uh, this year, 2020, he's running for. Oakland County Executive. So I'd like to welcome to the program, Andy Meisner. Thank you, Mike. It's nice to see you. Thanks for having me. Nice to nice to have you on the show, Andy. I'm sure you're real busy these days. When I first invited you on a couple of weeks ago, I thought we'd be talking about you know your election coming up in November for Oakland County uh, Executive, which yeah. uh, I'm a supporter of yours. You've been thank you. You've been, you've been my representative for many many years. You're doing a great job as treasurer. Thank but you. I think, but I think the focus today has got to be on what Oakland County is doing for its residences, for its residents, and yeah. for the small business people. Because I'm hearing lots and lots of uh, stories and questions, and um, I think I think we should, you know, dive right in. But before we do, I just want to say, you're working from home. I'm working from home. Sound might be a little off. Dogs might be jumping around. Kids might be jumping around. Yeah. So I apologize to the viewers and listeners in advance, but you know what? Who cares? Let's go with it. All right. That's the that, that's the theme for the moment is just go yes. with it. We'll get through so, it. So you're working from home. Does that mean Oakland County Treasurer's Office is closed? Uh, we closed to the public on Friday. Okay. Uh, I was the first department at the county to make that determination. Um, but I just I felt like in light of what was going on, there were a number of things that we had to do in the treasurer's office. You know, one, which was to sh just shut the door to public walk-ins. Uh, you know, sometimes, particularly with a foreclosure deadline coming up, uh, we get a lot of foot traffic. And, you know, we know from the guidance that we've received from our public health professionals uh, that that's not something that's a good for the public health. So on Friday, um, I, well, actually on Monday, we made the determination to close her down. We did that. We're still transacting business. Uh, you can still access the services of the treasurer's office by phone, uh, over the internet. Uh, we have a drop box for folks that wanna drop a payment off that's uh, just outside of the, uh, the courthouse. And, um, and so that, that was the first thing, was just to kind of stop uh, any uh, public interaction. Uh, and then also to kind of go through our team and figure out who are the folks that could perform their duties safely from home. Uh, if there were any folks that we needed to have in the office, we have kind of a skeleton crew, uh, but like today is like for uh, payroll. Uh, and so, you know, we need to make sure that the county continues to pay its bills, uh, payroll, vendors, uh, debt service, uh, because even though it's a crisis, you know, not paying the bills is something that could affect our bond rating. And so we want to keep those financial fundamentals in place. Let's talk about that for a second. Um, you know, I, I read or I read that there 
extending the uh, April 15th date, uh, due date for, for federal taxes. Oh. To, to well, I, I I read it. I don't I don't know if it's one hundred percent true yet. For ninety days, I'm hearing that. Hmm. Um, assuming they do something like that, and yeah. don't take my word that that's happened because I thought you would know if that has happened. Um, but you know, people are some people are laid off. Some people are not working. Businesses yeah. are closing. I've talked to a couple of friends who are closing their businesses. I just read about a business for 25 years. It's been operating in, in uh, that, that one was in Macomb County, but closing in stores after 25 years, because they can't, they can't withstand one, two, three months out of business. So, you know, people who aren't restaurants, who aren't making an income, then own the building and owe county taxes. What do you say? What do you say to those business owners right now? Well, you know, what I'm saying to the business owners uh, is that I recognize that this is a time of crisis and that there are a number of support as well as uh, opportunities for more supports to come online. Uh, one of the things is that the Federal Small Business Administration has rolled out a low-interest grant program to support small businesses who are experiencing a downturn from the coronavirus. Um, Now, right now, that's a low interest loan at about 3.25%. One of the things that I'm calling for today, uh, which is news, uh, is that the SBA should provide those loans at 0% interest. Uh, There's no reason that we can't use the largesse of the federal government uh, to help our critical small businesses get through this time. And so... Uh, I'm going to be putting word out later today, but I'm going to be reaching out to some of our federal partners, uh, including Senator Gary Peters and Representative Alyssa Slotkin, who's been doing a lot of work on small business, and to propose that not only should the SBA expand the small business relief program, sorry about that, but beyond just the $2 million that they put out at, at the low interest Um, But we need to be providing zero interest loans. And locally, we have a number of microloan programs. Oakland County runs a microloan program. And so I'm also going to be calling on the county uh, to loosen the restrictions on that microloan program, which goes up to uh, $100,000 to help uh, our struggling small businesses, uh, you know, to navigate uh, this difficult time. And, you know, especially, you know, the the restaurants, Um, I was chatting with some restaurant owners, um, you know, the fellow that owns Tekoi and Magnet, Uh, also heard from James Rigato, uh, the, you know, brilliant uh, owner of uh, Mabel Gray and and The Root, Um, also heard online from Sandy Levine uh, over at uh, uh, Chartreuse, Um, and, you know, these guys are getting crushed. And, you know, the carryout business is moderately helpful, um, but shutting these guys down while the right thing to do from a public health perspective is creating an unconscionable hardship for not only these business owners, um, but also, uh, you know, for their employees uh, who are getting sent home, uh, let go. Um, I saw that the owner of the Lafayette Market in Pontiac had to lay off 17 people yesterday. Uh, And so I know that the immediate crisis is the humanitarian crisis, 
But I think that not, you know, we need to have an adequate response to kind of cover the next wave, which is the impact on these small businesses and their employees. So Andy, you were talking about, um, you know, calling out for potential loans or, or at least decreasing the, the loan rates to 0% or close to zero. I think that's a great idea. Do you have information you. about this on your website? Yeah, um, we do. And okay. um, yeah, it's uh, oakgov.com slash treasurer, uh, or they could just go to oakgov.com and search small business loans. So as uh, of right now, you know, the best suggestion you have for businesses is to, to look for some low interest to zero interest loans. That's what's available right now. Uh, I'm also, I do a lot of work with the banks and the credit unions. And so I'm reaching out to each of the presidents of the major banks and urging them to really plug in to the needs of their uh, clients. Uh, and so I am encouraging them to provide relief on any business loans, uh, forbearance for, uh, you know, a couple months. And I think there was something that the governor issued, one of those executive orders that spoke to like rent and mortgage payments. Um, but we need our lenders to have common sense right now and to just be as flexible as this situation really dictates. And some of them also have the ability to give grants. Uh, and so um, Flagstar has a grant program for small businesses in Pontiac. Uh, and uh, so I'm going to encourage all of our lending partners uh, where the county does business and places taxpayer dollars uh, to be especially uh, respectful of the needs of our small businesses and their employees right now. Does the governor have the power to, and I'm making this up, you know, say that, you know, your tax bills are due, you know, you get an extra 30 days or, you know, or, or you have 60 days. I mean, do they yeah. have the authority to do that? They do. Uh, they, they do have pretty broad authority. Uh, some of this is statutory. And so some of it could require just an administrative action, like an executive order. Uh, some of this stuff also could require some state law changes. And so we've been working very closely through the County Treasurers Association and Michigan Association of Counties um, to make sure that any statutory relief uh, that is needed to help people out. Um, you know, one great example of that, Mike, is some news that we made on Friday when we announced that we were going to be suspending tax foreclosure this year for anybody affected by the coronavirus. Um, normally, wow. Um, you know, when people have a house or a building, you know, they get their summer tax bill from their local government. That's the big one. And then you get the little one in December. If people have trouble paying, those taxes get turned over to my office, the county treasurer's office, for us to collect. And uh, the way it works, it's a three-year process. And uh, normally, this March 31st would be the deadline and is the deadline in state law for anybody with delinquent property taxes from 2017 or before. And what I announced on Friday is that we are not gonna foreclose on folks who are affected by this crisis um, and that we are gonna withhold from foreclosure uh, everybody that's eligible and that's affected. Uh, another way to do it would be just to change this, the in law, the deadline. Uh, you know, the caution with that is just that 
if, uh, if we do that um, and we move it to May, you know, we hope this thing is going to be squared away by then. But, you know, we honestly, we, we don't know. Uh, and so that's why I'm taking the approach, um, which was profiled uh, in the free press, uh, of just saying, hey, this counts as a hardship. And uh, if you're going to worry about anything right now, worry on being well, keeping your family well, uh, and also, uh, you know, working to observe some of these awkward but necessary restrictions uh, that we are coming to learn. Like, who the heck had ever heard the term social distancing, you know, before last week or whatever, but now that's become a, a part of our lives. So, Andy, that's really interesting that your office is doing that. Are other uh, other treasures around the state following suit, or is it pretty much Oakland County? Yeah, we've had a um, we we've had a, a few uh, that have uh, have followed suit. Um, you know, my friend uh, Eric Sabri in Wayne County has postponed the tax foreclosure in Wayne County until uh, May thirteenth. Um, uh, Deb Cherry. Uh, and uh, in Genesee County, and I think Mary Balcoma and Kalamazoo uh, have both followed suit in terms of just kind of suspending tax foreclosure for the year. Um, but as, as you know, Mike, uh, you know, the courts are not operating, you know, with their normal capacity. And so there are a number of hearings that we have to have uh, to comport with the statute. And those are, those are going to be difficult. So uh, there are a number of things pointing in the direction of just, you know, holding it off, um, you know, for, for most everybody. Even um, if you, so, but, but you're not saying if you can afford to pay your taxes, don't pay your taxes. No, if you can afford it, you should pay them uh, because there's interest and fees that gets added. Um, and nobody should take this as just an excuse to not pay. Uh, the bill is still going to come due. Um, and, really what and I'm Right, and you don't want to hurt the county. I mean, you don't want to hurt the county if, 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 and take advantage of a of a situation that you don't need to take advantage of. Yeah, yeah. No, more. What I'm saying is that you know, if you have suffered a, a hardship, like, you know, listen, you, you know, your your job sent you home or laid you off. Uh, you know, your kids' school closed, and so instead of going to work, you know, you're home providing childcare. Uh, or uh, playing teacher like we've been doing, uh, you know, at, at our house, uh, then uh, that is a hardship. And that's going to affect the amount of money coming in your pocket and your ability to pay, uh, whether it's uh, your overall taxes or a payment plan that you've struck up with our office. Um, but uh, we want to uh, make the most of it and, you know, to borrow a cliche, you know, never let a good crisis go to waste. Uh, this gives us a good opportunity to focus on our broader mission of financial empowerment uh, and helping people get kind of in, in touch with their finances and a way that reduces stress. But yeah, you know, I feel what about I mean, I, I bet you there's gonna be a lot of landlords need needing uh, help because the restaurants aren't going to be able to pay their their rent. And, um, you know, I don't know if you're going to see evictions. Did we see something that people did we see an abatement on evictions? Yeah, that was one of Governor Whitmer's uh, executive orders, uh, which put a moratorium on evictions right now. Uh, and so that's a positive. And uh, it's a positive yeah. for the business owners, but not for the landlords who can't. How no. are they going to pay their mortgages? Well, that's, uh, you know, they're probably challenging small businesses. Maybe they can try to apply for some help. Um, but there's no doubt that this is going to be a challenge. 
and uh, we don't fully understand the economic impact. Uh, but it seems like maybe going back to the recession of 2008, 2009, um, you know, if we put ourselves back in that mindset, you know, that might be kind of the closest comparison that we've got. How do you guys get notified of unemployment numbers? Because I can imagine I've talked to lots of business people who are starting to lay people off um, this week. We have not had any layoffs at my law firm. We are working remotely Everybody still has a job. Everybody's still working. Calls are still coming in. Business is being taken care of. But how do you how do you get those numbers, and when when will they get released so we can really see the economic impact of this? Numbers will be through the Federal Bureau of Labor Statistics. Uh, they'll have the most uh, reliable numbers. Uh, right now, ours are going to be largely just kind of anecdotal. What folks are hearing um, through uh, conversations. Uh, uh, but the BLS numbers will be the definitive ones. And how often those don't come out? Don't exactly come, how often do those come out, Andy? Monthly. Okay, so we'll know next time the report comes out what kind of, you know, what kind of impact this will have. But it, but without workers, I mean, you guys make tax money off those off off all the workers in Oakland County, right? Um, some, yeah. I mean, there's uh, you know certainly property tax makes up uh, biggest portion of okay. uh, the county's bu budget. Um, you know, speak of employers, the, the other one for us to really keep an eye on is the big three uh, and the, the car plants, you know, because that is such a big chunk uh, of our employment pool. And I'm hearing some news just coming out of uh, FCA uh, about some closures and looks like they're looking to do that at least for a couple of weeks. Um, and so I, I think the numbers will be significant. Uh, but it does seem like a fair number of folks are being resilient like you guys uh, and just trying to work through it and find ways of uh, telecommuting and uh, and limiting exposure that way. You know, two, about two, three years ago when, when our, our building, we would have some power outages during the winters, we put an emergency plan together and made sure my employees had the right apps on their phones. Everybody had a laptop. Everybody it was set up. So Monday morning when the oh, building yeah. shut down – Every single employee went home. Every single employee we verified was working. Not a phone call got missed. Uh, new calls, existing clients. It, it was really remarkable for my team. And I'm hoping other um, businesses were prepared. We were prepared. We, we, you know, we had a fire 12 years ago. And since then, I'm always prepared, um, like a good Boy Scout. But uh, it, it sounds like – now, are your employees – able to work from home the government employees they doesn't sound like they would be ready to work from home but are they they are yeah we're, we're largely equipped uh and have had emergency scenarios in place uh as part of our office plan and the broader county plan good uh, but yeah you know our, our biggest uh issues just the public and you know those are the folks that wouldn't otherwise be able to work from home are the folks that are, you know, greeting the taxpayers as they come in. Um, but with the, the decision to uh, go ahead and close us down for walk-ins and, uh, you know, for public allows us to shift those folks into uh, work that they can do from home largely. That's great. So you're not, you're not anticipating layoffs, but you're not, you're also not ruling them out, I bet. No, I don't think, uh, uh, we, we don't anticipate any, but we're going to pay attention to what the situation's 
dictates. And, uh, you know, we uh, have always worked to right size the uh, office of the treasurer uh, and would need to do the same at the county. But um, it, it seems like the kind of public sector workload seems to go up a bit uh, during these crises. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, we're going to get through it. I just had an idea, you know, with nobody on the roads, seems like it would be a good time to start fixing them. What do you think about that? I've seen some crews out, actually, and I think it you is don't a even great need time. orange barrels anymore. You could just shut, you know, just put the roads, uh, uh, put the road workers out there, fix the goddamn roads finally yeah. once and for all, and uh, there's nobody to stop you. What a great, it's, you know, yeah, that's how you make, uh, you know, lemonade out of lemons, right? Yeah. It may be too rational for government, but no, no. Let, let, the, let, a, let Governor Whitmer know. How do you think she's doing so far with this crisis? I think she's been pretty decisive. You know, I, I think that she's done the right things. Uh, I think she's been a pretty steady voice of uh, leadership. Uh, you know, I think as an executive, she's done uh, a bit better than the guy at the top, uh, you know, who has not been quite as, as steady uh, and providing reliable information. Um, but I think that the governor was confronted with some very difficult choices uh, and uh, I think has largely made the right calls. Uh, it's painful uh, to limit these gatherings. Uh, it's painful to enforce the social distancing. Um, but you've heard this term of, you know, flatten the curve, uh, you know, and that's really what our objective is and, and what we all uh, need to do. Um, which is to uh, avoid uh, a bigger outbreak than we would otherwise have uh, and really limit the exposure. Being well, city, I give her an A so far. Okay. Being in city government, are you, are, you, know, are you hearing anything from our hospitals in Oakland County and, yeah. and you know, the, real, the real skinny as to what's going on? That, you know, I, I've been, you know, I, I have friends saying, you know, we get tested. Should we get tested? If you're not having any symptoms, don't get tested. But then... Right. You hear, yeah. you hear, they're testing everybody in South Korea, and that's why their numbers are so high. Um, you know, they're finding out who the carriers are. We're not. What What are you hearing? What do you What are you thinking? Yeah, I have been in touch with the major hospital systems. I've spoken in the last couple of days with the CEOs of uh, McLaren Oakland in Pontiac, uh, as well as St. Joe's. Uh, and I've also talked to some Beaumont folks, and uh, you know what I'm what I'm hearing from them is, is pretty consistent, um, which is if you know you're having uh, some symptoms or you're concerned about how you're feeling, uh, but they're not serious, uh, or you're worried that you've had exposure, then you should self quarantine. Uh, you know if you uh, are worried and that some of the symptoms are what you've seen described as coronavirus symptoms. Uh, there is testing that's happening. Uh, Beaumont Hospital, uh, I think, is being pretty smart uh, in offering drive-through testing uh, in their parking lot. Uh, and I'm working with the other health systems to see if they can work through a, a similar strategy um, but at the actual hospitals and in the emergency emergency room, what they're doing is first they're screening. So they're doing a, a general screen of symptoms to see what's going on. And then if the screening suggests uh, that there be testing, uh, that that is being done, uh, but not 
to the scale of uh, Korea, like you described. Um, I've heard that Korea is testing, you know, maybe 250,000 people a day. Um, that's wow, not, I, I did not hear that number. That's a lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah. I mean, it'd be uh, interesting if everybody here got tested. I mean, 250,000 people a day is basically everybody's going to be tested within a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I th- and I, I know that, that our gonna... federal government didn't have us prepared to do that. Not going to throw stones. That's not what we do on this podcast. But yeah. we're not ready to test everybody. But if sounds... we could test everybody, what would those results show? They would show that a lot more people have it, you know, right. and, and that um, and, and that and our that... numbers that are being reported are flawed. They, they just don't capture the situation on the ground because uh, there isn't the volume of testing. Um, I don't know the details, but it sounds like there was a, uh, a, a international uh, protocol put together around testing for this uh, that I guess we didn't participate in. Um, and so we didn't get access to some of the same tests that, that South Korea has. Because it's um, a hoax, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think I know. It, it, we're not getting political. I can't, couldn't help that one. No, no, but, I know it. Um, but, but, I mean, how countries like South Korea, it, you know, it's a fine country. I'm sure I've not visited yet. But if they got their act together and they're testing 250,000 a day, it just makes it just it's mind-boggling to think why the United States couldn't get get their act together and, and make that happen. And and I don't know if we're even ramping up to try to get there. I don't. I haven't heard that they're going to try to test more people. Um, but if they're testing two hundred fifty thousand a day, those people don't have symptoms, right? Yeah. Oh, wait, mean, maybe that's a week. Uh, maybe it's a week. I'm looking okay. at ProPublica. That's a lot of people, though. Okay, no, no it's ten thousand a day. Okay, is what ProPublica was uh, broadcasting as of three days ago. But maybe that number has gone up. It, it's a bunch, and uh, we haven't done barely any. Uh, we're going to need to ramp up to be able to test. Um, but, uh, you know, there, there's also, I think, a need for us to get creative. Um, you know, for instance, uh, I spoke with the head of Lighthouse of Oakland County, uh, and they've got some folks who are homeless uh, who might be experiencing symptoms. And so, you know, they're reaching out and talking to Rochester College about perhaps using some of the dorms. The kids have been sent home. Wow. Uh, those dorms could double as places for folks to self-quarantine. Uh, or if it gets, you know, really hairy, uh, maybe those dorms are an option for the hospitals and the health system to expand its uh, capacity uh, to care, you know, for people. One of my employees heard that I was interviewing today, and, and they wondered if there if you if you've heard of a uh website or a place to go if they want to help do you know of any um places that they can go find out what oakland county residents need and if people want to volunteer their time or money or resources or toilet paper how to uh how to do that yeah um i i, I don't know if we have a centralized repository i think we've got some information at ogov.com um, but let me mention a few opportunities. Okay. Um, you know, one of them is Lighthouse of Oakland County. Lighthouse has four locations going right now where they're providing food. Uh, I know that they need help with packaging the food uh, and with the logistics of getting it uh, out to folks. But uh, one of their locations is their headquarters. 
which is on Woodward and Pontiac. It's the building with that big lighthouse in front of it. Uh, they also have an office on Dixie Highway uh, in Clarkston, uh, where they are looking for help. Uh, in addition, there's the old South Oakland Shelter office on West 12 Mile in Southfield, right? Um, where they're staging and looking for help. Uh, and then lastly, for folks in the Farmington, Farmington Hills, Novi area, there's an organization called Cares of Farmington Hills, um, which is partnering with Lighthouse uh, and some others. Uh, that's Lighthouse and Oakland Schools are, are partnering for that food uh, pickup. Um, the Waterford School District and a number of the other school districts, including Pontiac, the districts themselves are spearheading strategies of getting breakfast and lunch uh, to students as well as food for them to take home. Uh, and so I know that th both those uh, districts are looking for volunteers right now. Um, and so that's another uh, opportunity. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's extraordinary. I mean, these, these crises are terrible, but they also uh, provide a, a look at the resilience uh, and really altruism uh, of so many of our residents, you know, who see something like this happen and they want to chip in uh, and help out. Um, and, you know, of course, the United Way is also uh, supporting uh, relief efforts. Uh, but some of these ones that I mentioned are, are hyper local. Yeah. Uh, and so the effort can really be translated. Those are great, great suggestions. Thank you. A anything else uh, you want Oakland County residents to know or that that um, any advice to them when it comes to, you know, I mean, you're the treasurer. So I guess yeah. it's, you're, you're, you're more about financial than, than health and safety. Uh, not that you're not a human being, you're a good guy and you care about those things, but yeah. you know, financially, is there anything else you want to say to your constituents, um, you know, going through this crisis? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the, the big message is treasurer is just, don't worry about the property taxes right now. We're going to get through this situation. Um, if you are a small business affected by it, uh, we want to connect you with resources and expand the number of resources that are available. Um, for folks out there going through these challenges, um, my office offers free financial counseling. Uh, you know, these are the times when a lot, of, a lot of folks have their credit scores nicked because there's been a downturn. Uh, that can create a cycle for years. Um, and so I encourage folks to reach out to our office at 248-858-0611. Uh, and uh, connect with any number of the resources that we have available. Uh, financial counseling, housing counseling, small business assistance, and connection to some of these other resources. That's on the financial side. Um, but, you know, on the health side uh, and safety, uh, you know, just that to reiterate that these things are annoying that we have to do, but we got to do them because it's serious. And so uh, take the social distancing seriously, uh, try to limit exposure and, uh, you know, let's work together uh, as a county, as a region, uh, as a country, and frankly, as a world at this point uh, to limit this nasty virus's impact and uh, to look ahead to brighter days. Okay, Andy, thank you so much for being on today. You know, I'm, I'm going to invite you back to talk about your uh, election for the uh, Oakland County Executive. Would you come back and talk about that? Absolutely, Mike. Thank you. Very appreciate you having me, man. Thanks so much for reaching out.
It's my pleasure. Keep up the good work and uh, we'll talk soon. Okay, Mike, thanks a lot. Be well. Thank you. Talk to you later. Thank you for watching, listening to another episode of Open Mic with Oakland County Treasurer Andy Meisner. He gave us some really good information today. So please share it because you don't know who you know who owns businesses or homes who might need some relief, who may not be able to afford their property taxes this year. So make sure you share it, like it, subscribe to our channel, and we'll talk soon. Thank you.